0: Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth, do work that they actually love, and create real, amazing relationships. This is a show about your life. We're glad you're here. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality of the Ken Coleman Show, number one best-selling author, is my co-host today if you haven't heard the ken coleman show it's all about your work and your career and uh getting into work you love and actually making money you do it and all that kind of stuff so he's here to help me today and we're going to talk to you about your life and your money the phone number is 888-825-5225 we'll start with ben in tampa florida hey ben how are you
1: hey i'm doing great how are you
0: better than i deserve what's up
1: well, first of all, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, so we have a mortgage, new construction house-related question. Mm-hmm. So we sold our house in December of twenty-one, and we made a good amount of money on it. And we went under contract for a new build, um, literally within a couple of weeks uh, in December as well. Obviously, we did the whole debt-to-income ratio, we wanted to be in that 35%, 36% to be comfortable <clears throat> with this new mortgage. And now that the uh, the rates have obviously almost doubled since December of 21, you know, we couldn't foresee that, but I would just like to know what my options are and if you have any details on what I think you're going to say, what one option is. Um, but, again, we're just uh, pretty nervous about being up to probably 50% debt income uh, with the new mortgage um, potentially on the horizon mm-hmm. uh, with taxes and also HOAs.
0: And yeah. Well, Ben, Ben, CDL, you're, so. you're apparently fairly new to our material. We appreciate you joining us. Um, we teach people to never do anything over 25% of your take-home pay. Not thirty six percent. Thirty six percent is max. You bought the most that they would possibly qualify you for. And then you probably don't even qualify now. They don't you don't qualify for you can't qualify for a mortgage of fifty percent of your income. Well
1: so yeah, we're we're pretty close. I would say we're about forty seven percent right now. Yeah. Um, that's suicide. That's it, no.
0: absolute suicide. It's actually, yeah, it, what you did was dumb to start with. It's gone from dumb over into crazy. <laughs> yeah, but, well, but me, let me you tell because... you, let me tell you why I say that, and then you understand why I'm being so dramatic. Okay, here's the thing. That's no, okay. There's two elements that the size of your mortgage affect. Number one uh... the first thing it affects is when you have much more than twenty five percent of your household take-home pay going into your debt into your mortgage you don't have any wiggle room left in your budget and it tends to drive people into debt they don't save to buy their next car they go into debt to buy their next car they don't save for vacation they go into debt to go on vacation they don't save for christmas they go into debt for christmas all because they're what we call house poor and they can't win at fifty percent of your take-home pay It's virtually impossible to operate the household without going deeply into debt on the other items. There's just no room in your budget. I've been doing budgets for 35 years with individuals, okay? When 50% of your income goes out to your house payment, that's called house poor. you got nothing left. Mm -hmm. You are stressed looking for a place to happen. You are going to learn to hate this house and your spouse. By the time you get out of this, y'all are going to be fighting about money all the time. It's going to be stress dripping off the place, all that. The second problem is this. Further out there than the short-term problems that I just outlined is the number. There's two main things that happens to people that become millionaires. They put money into their 401k and their Roth IRA on a steady diet, and they pay off their home. You can do neither mm-hmm. when you're at 50%. So is this contract for this build's contingent upon financing? It is. Good. Yep. Good. You're going to be moving somewhere else, young man, if you're smart. You do whatever you want to do. But if you call me up and you're my best friend, my little brother, my son, it's exactly what I would tell you because it, it, it's and it's going to break your heart. It's going to break your wife's heart. Y'all are going to be, it's going to break the builder's heart. It's going to break everybody's, everybody's little heart's going to be broken. But let me tell you what, you, you choose your pain. You're either going to choose the pain in the short term right now to get out of this mess and go get something you can afford, or you're going to choose the pain long term of you're going to walk with a financial limp for the next decade with this.
1: So you don't see any, let the let it all calm down and think about refinancing. Just bite the bullet for the next year or two and uh, refinance. Maybe well, if, I mean, yeah, if the rate lower. came back
0: down and you could refinance, or if you have the potential to double your income in the next three years, to where you would get to twenty five percent of your take home pay, you know, you you can do it for a period of time. But the problem is, you are stressing the machine. You are like running. You, you got your foot on the accelerator and you are running this car at like six thousand hours. Seven thousand R's. You're up in the red on the R's. You follow me, and mm-hmm. and you can you can run down the street that way. I mean, you can run ten miles that way, but you try to run a hundred miles with that thing, you're gonna blow that engine. And that's what we're talking about here. You're redlining. Hey Ben,
2: it sounds to me like everything Dave has laid out. You you either expect him to say or you agree with it. But you're feeling some pressure from somewhere else, maybe someone else. Is that true or false?
1: Um, I would say it's partly true because the decision to do this was to make our forever home. We needed a bigger place to be for our teenager, his friends, and it gave us an opportunity to be completely debt-free except the house.
2: Yeah, I'm hearing that. I'm hearing you completely agree with everything Dave said, and yet you're still hanging on. But, but. But, and Dave, I think that's the real challenge here. There's some personal stuff going on in that whole family unit that's making him try to find a way you, that really were, isn't there.
0: Ben, you're trying to do something good for your family, yep. and you're going to do it in such a way that it's going to be bad for your family. And when you, when you emotionally digest that as well as intellectually digest that, and you and your wife as two grown-ups sit and look at this and go, we're not in Congress. We have to live on less than we make. This is not a good 10-year plan. This is not a good 20-year plan. And therefore, it's not good for your teenager. Because teenagers absorb stress off their parents like sponges. If your family starts tightening up and can't breathe, and then you and your wife start going at each other, which the number one cause of marital disagreement and divorce is money stress and money problems, and you're just walking straight into the bandsaw. You're walking right into the flamethrower. You are asking for it. You know, I just wouldn't advise that to anybody I loved. I love you, man. I want you to win. I don't want you to, I, I'm, I'm not here to keep you from having nice things. I'm here to keep your nice things from having you. And that's what we want you to do. So you, you do whatever you want, but we called in here and we're experts on our opinion.
3: <laughs>
0: this is the Ramsey Show.
3: a lot on your plate, a job, your home, your marriage, and your growing family. While you're enjoying the present, you can't help but think about your future and your finances. As you explore your options, consider Christian Healthcare Ministries or CHM for your healthcare. Their generous maternity program and budget-friendly monthly programs have been a blessing to members welcoming children into their families. Visit chministries.org/budget to see if it's right for you.
1: Christian Healthcare Ministries is a Ramsey trusted provider.
0: Welcome to the Ramsey Show. I'm Dave Ramsey, your host, Ken Coleman. Ramsey personality number one best selling author is my co host today. New York City's on the line. Sarah's with us. Hi Sarah, how are you?
3: I'm good. How are you?
0: Better than I deserve. What's up?
3: All right. So my husband and I are having a baby in September and we're disagreeing about whether or not we should be buying a new to us car to prepare. Um, we currently have a '98 Honda Accord and a 2008 Toyota Rav4. Um, I'm not really comfortable with the idea of the baby being in the '98 with all the safety uh, changes, you know, in the past 20 plus years. Uh, so we have no debt. We make $180,000 a year before taxes. We have $40,000 outside of our emergency fund. Um, My husband acknowledges that we can afford the car, but doesn't want to buy it because it's a want, not a need. It's a bad time to be buying cars and there's nothing wrong with the 98. Um, I think we're ready for an upgrade. So what do you think? Can I or... Better yet, you tell him that it's time to crack open his wallet. Uh, is he
0: you listening? In? Great, you're awesome. We should sell tickets. I think he's out. I think We he's should sell tickets. This the, is great. He's outside the
3: room, listening. He's outside the
0: room, Dave. He's he's
2: standing with bated breath,
0: <laughs> and he let you set all of this up just to have his head taken off. This is awesome.
3: Yes, he did give me his arguments
0: before I called. His financial arguments are all accurate. Um but there's some things beyond the financial argument. Your argument on safety is absolute BS. It's absolutely not true, okay? You're talking to an old man that grew up. We rode in the back window of the car, and when That's they the slammed truth. on the brakes, it threw us into the floorboard. So your yeah, baby's you going to survive, okay? So it's going to be okay. You're going to be all right. But you can afford a car. So it is a want, and you have the money for the want. It is not a need, and there's never been a car. Well, except for classic cars that are collectibles, that is a good investment. They all go down in value. They're all mathematically horrible. Okay, so it's just simply consumption. But you make how much? One hundred sixty thousand a year. One hundred dollars before
3: taxes. Oh, yep. I'm sorry,
0: one hundred eighty. Okay, uh, that that's after tax. Before tax. Oh, before tax, one hundred eighty. Right. Okay. So what you said. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, and you have yes. forty thousand dollars allocated to the car, and uh, you don't have any debt, right? No. Okay. So, uh, you if you pay cash for the car, uh, yes, you should move up in car. No, you should not buy a brand new car unless you have a net worth of a million dollars or more. In which case, if you want to buy a new car, you can't. Well, hard to find one for forty, but the, these days, but you can do that. So, but yeah, I think you would move up in car, and uh, you might even move up in two cars. I'm okay. Neither one of these cars neither I'm one of these cars. Are great. Uh-oh. But Uh-oh. as long as you're paying cash and the total that you're investing in them is less than half of your annual income and it would be you know, you wouldn't have the cash to do more. So um you know, but if you moved up uh 15,000 each in two different cars, you would move into substantially different vehicles. Um and you, we could just set the whole baby thing aside except that that your pregnancy is what caused the argument, but you just without a baby involved, you could still do this deal. It's not unreasonable financially. Okay? Okay. So thank you. you win the argument, but for none of the reasons that you thought. <laughs> now Sarah
2: I'll take it. Sarah, relationally, I feel like I gotta speak up on behalf of your husband now. When you share this with him, you gotta read him. So maybe the win for you relationally uh, with him is that you give him your car. Instead of buying two cars, that may be too much for him to handle. I don't know, Dave. This guy's on the other side of the wall. So, yeah.
0: Ken, Ken is saying, nah, 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 nah. doesn't work to bring this up. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm
2: basically going, <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what. We could just upgrade my car, and I'll give you uh, the one that I'm driving. Uh,
0: yeah. Or maybe if he wants, but you know. I, you know, the truth is that his arguments financially are all correct. Yeah. There's, there's almost no time you can justify moving up in car financially it almost never makes sense financially oh it breaks down all the time it doesn't break down as much as fifteen thousand dollars which we're talking about moving up on one car here right you know fifteen thousand dollars in repairs that's absolute bs and the safety of a honda accord this 20 years, it's just fine you're just fine just don't drive like a maniac you know yeah but you know it's not a james bond movie you're in you're just taking a kid to daycare <laughs> so um but the uh you know so yeah but the but the truth is it's a luxury that is not going to cripple you financially that you can afford, and I do some stuff like that, and I'm freaking Dave Ramsey, which is kind of synonymous with tightwad. So, um, you know, I, I, Sharon and I buy some things that we can afford, and uh, they don't, meaning they can't, they don't cripple us financially, they don't slow us down financially. It's a small enough number that it doesn't matter, and all of these numbers fall in that category i'll tell you
2: one your coffee maker at the lake i have no idea what it costs it's nobody's business but that's a fantastic coffee maker but i gotta tell you at the lake house very fancy i have bought, i was intimidated I have bought in
0: cars court. cheaper yeah <laughs> oh boy see i didn't know but i'm gonna tell you we were no, out i mean there. I, but i had some cheap cars but yeah i mean it's not, it's not a fifteen thousand yeah. dollars coffee maker but yeah it's a but, nice coffee maker is all i'm saying and it's just you know it falls under the category of swi sharon wants it
2: right? ah i like so that that's a good can, category we
0: can uh and in this case, uh, Sarah wants it, S-W-I, right? <laughs> yeah. So That
2: would make great reality TV the rest of this conversation. See, we put Sarah on hold. Now she's going to go talk to the hubs who's behind the wall. Now, Watching how that goes told could be great, so, great television. I, I told
0: you so. It's not going to be a great line here. but no. the, uh Because you, for all the reasons she wanted to do it, she was wrong. That's true. The only reason that it works is because it works and you can afford it. And so if you want to buy an item... That doesn't make sense financially, but you have the money. Now, here's another way to look at having the money. I often use this on the air, and I'll use it with this case. Okay, cars are the same way. If you take that amount of money and set fire to it, yes, mm-hmm. just to watch it burn, does it hold you back substantially financially? Does it cause you to walk with a limp financially? Does it cause you to be, you know, to be off your kilter? And if the answer is no, then you can afford yeah. the luxury of it. But oftentimes people buy something and they justify their butts off, they rationalize their butts off, and it's something you really, that's the amount of money you can't afford to burn up. Correct. I mean, if, if you make $60,000 a year and you want to go buy a $40,000 car, you can't afford to burn that much money. Yeah. It'll burn your hair off. Yeah. I mean, you can't do it. Right. And so that that's what the type of way of looking at it is. you go, does this change my life if I burn this much money? Then you go, well, then I can afford to buy the luxury. Or, or you know, like James, he collects, he collects uh, $25,000 guitars, right? And I just made that up, but he does click. He, has, <laughs> he, he just has, choked. He does have way room. too many guitars. There's a lot yes. of guitars represented in the booth. As a matter of fact, yeah, right that's now, that's true. A lot of stringed instruments are yeah. represented in the booth. Yeah. Can they afford those? Given that none of them make their living with those instruments, uh, yes, they can. Right, because that amount of money as a luxury or in a hobby is something I care about. Yeah, doesn't something they care about? Yeah, I don't. But they that that's the amount. Of, I mean, if I buy this gun, if I buy another gun. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have enough, I got plenty. Yeah, but if I buy do. another one, which I'm apt to do at any moment, yeah, yeah. does it change yeah. my financial trajectory? No. Yeah. And it, it, as long as that's the answer, and if my wife buys a purse, no one should spend that on a purse. You're right. They shouldn't, <laughs> but people do, including her. And so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No one should spend that on a gun. I, I, let me tell you what the let me tell you what guns cost you. Two purses.
2: I was getting <laughs> ready to ask that. You get a new gun. Sharon gets a couple purses. That's it's a good it. That's deal. A, it's for a trade everybody. out.
0: It's a trade out. Same same with James and his guitars, right? Yeah. By the way, when Dave What's says he has a cost? lot of
2: guns, if the Tennessee Tennessee National Guard had a shortage, you're on speed dial.
0: I know. I'm gonna someday. I'm gonna be arrested as a as an insurgent. <laughs> but the uh, uh, I'm not Don't, sure against hey, what. Hush! But, uh, you're gonna
2: give people ideas. Well, I've been it's, looking it's, for an end for you. So, there it is. See, it's you're easy. Gonna, They've it's been easy.
0: looking for a way to get you. Yeah, but the point being, if you're spending money <laughs> on something that has absolutely no uh, benefit except it's something you want, you li- you have lived like no one else, so now you can live great point. and give like no one else. Same thing about giving money away. Mm-hmm. When you're being generous with the money, you should be able to give it away and it not change your life yeah. except for the huge benefit that being a generous person gives you. It's the same exact process. so. But if you want to uh, give everything you own away, then stop and think about that one. That means to be God's voice in your ear for sure, not some kind of guilt trip by a liberal. This is The Ramsey Show. coleman ramsey personality number one best-selling author is my co-host today in the lobby of ramsey solutions officially on the debt free stage is adam and lonnie laney laney i I knew i was gonna mess that up laney welcome you guys where do you live we live in hudsonville michigan which is just outside of grand rapids very cool great area we love grand rapids been a been a wonderful relationship with the Ramsey team up there over the years. All right,
4: well, how much debt did you two pay off? We paid off one hundred and forty thousand seven hundred and seventy-one dollars. Excellent. How long did that take? Took thirty months. Wow. And your range of income during that time? One fifty to one seventy. Cool. What do y'all do for a living? I am an engineering manager.
5: I am a special education teacher for uh-huh. autism.
4: Awesome. Very cool. What kind of debt was your one hundred and forty-one thousand? So. 11,740 was a home equity line of credit for a vehicle for a car mm-hmm. and then 129,031 was our house you paid off Whoa. your house we did. I know.
0: we're looking at weird people <laughs> yes yes you are way to go guys <laughs> we were we were hoping that you'd call us weird oh it's it's a standard thing man normal's broke weird people are not broke that's good it's weird to actually be out of debt and have some money way to go you two excellent 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 all right what's this house worth it's
4: worth like 400
0: (laughs) how much in your retirement accounts uh right around 450 okay bumping up next to millionaire then huh working on it all right gonna be baby steps millionaires before we know it how old are you two (laughs) you can go first
5: i'm 39 almost 40 Mm
0: -hmm. and i'm 38 all right. Not even 40, and you're almost millionaires and 100% debt-free. Yeah. Now You yet. guys are amazing. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Way to go, man. Oh, man, it's surreal to be here. Way yeah. to go. All right. Well, tell us your story. What in the world happened two and a half years ago? Set you guys on fire.
4: Uh, I mean, we, we had done some things right with money, but not everything for sure. And in the beginning of 2020, New Year's resolution style, uh, done a lot of listening to you, and then Uh, Really, just started talking to Lainey, and we talked about where we wanted to go. And one of the things that really unlocked things for us was uh, sharing the budget and using every dollar so that there was visibility. I'm being an engineer, I I keep track of things pretty closely and always had good intent of sharing that. And uh, you know, we'd have a monthly reminder on the calendar to sit down, but unfortunately, it just wouldn't happen. And so, Every every dollar just unlocked things for us so that there was Aww. instantaneous visibility and we both knew where we were at.
5: Yeah, it was really helpful. Like Adam said, he's phenomenal with creating a budget and he's got awesome Excel spreadsheets and everything. And I look at it and I'm like... Uh.
4: Yeah, yeah and then every dollar he gets awesome. way too much joy from this doesn't he He does yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, one of the things that got me most fired up is i had a normal armorization table of our mortgage and then every single time we paid extra it just ratcheted down yeah and you, could, down you and could, could right you could see yourself just knocking out months and months and years yeah. that that is powerful that's a uh, uh that math
0: blows your mind when you first see it, and you go, "I'm going to slide down that many months by thousand. I'm going to find another fifty bucks so I can get to that other month. You know, it's just right. it's crazy. Yeah, Way to go, y'all!
4: Way to go! How's it Thank feel you. to have no payments in the world? Weird. Oh, <laughs> oh it's it's just a, such such a great feeling, such a great feeling for our family. Uh, one of the main reasons we're here is is for those two little guys over there. Uh, they are crazy, and that's our family. But it's who we are. And it was funny when we were talking about coming on the show, uh, I just kept reminding Lainey, like, let's just be ourselves. To be ourselves. <laughs> this is who we are, yeah, right? And you know. we're, we're real people that live in Michigan and, yeah. and just want to spread hope to other people too.
2: I love that. And I, I want to stay on that theme. You know, Lainey, you are kind of talking about the spreadsheets make your eyes roll around in your head. Yeah. And boy, do I certainly you know <laughs> identify with that. Uh, but I, I think it's great to, for, for other couples that are listening in and watching to know how'd you all make it work with y'all being so very different what what made it work for you all coming together with very different personalities different strengths and so forth
5: yeah um i mean i think we were definitely each other's biggest cheerleaders and we have great communication which helps um,
0: you really had a ninety percent, and you just dialed it up to ninety nine, didn't you? With the every dollar budget, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah.
5: Another thing that was neat that Adam did was um, he took a house and he made it into all these little squares for us. And so each time we made a payment to the yeah, house, there it is. Yeah, so oh, one of the yep.
4: one of the house payoff graphics, and so that yeah. was that was powerful for us. So that, and you can see that the boys helped us color it in too. Yeah. So they they were part of the experience. We were very open with them about what we were doing and why we were doing it. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's kind of funny. There's a funny story where it was actually the day before Cohen's birthday and Grady and I, we were going into, into Granville outside of Grand Rapids to pick up a last minute birthday gift for him. And we saw a really nice car. Cause one of the things that we paid off was actually a vehicle. And, later in our journey in november of last year we actually decided that uh it was a vehicle that we had had our fun with it was a camaro and and we decided that uh reverse engineered it and said based on car values because car values yeah. were just were just yeah. crazy it was like you know what we're gonna let this one go and did you actually make money on it uh, i did not but it was close, real close yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah drove it for Three years for 12, for twelve hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. But I remember Grady saying to me, I, I pointed out a nice car because we're we're automobile people. We like cars and stuff. And uh, he was like, Well, when are we going to get? It? Or why did we sell our car? And I was like, Well, we put the money towards the house. And then right away he asked me, Well, how many squares was that? <laughs> so it, it was it connected and I was like well it was like 60 squares and he's yeah. like man that's a lot of squares. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah. yeah. You have a whole new currency in your yeah, house. Squares. I like that, yeah. squares. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Every Very time good.
5: your theme song comes on the boys are like it's Dave's show and, and they were How did you guys get connected to
0: us on the radio or?
4: Yeah, yeah. I just uh, originally listening to the radio. Um, you're on 106.9 mm-hmm. in Grand Rapids from mm-hmm. 6 to 9 in the evenings and yep. just happenstance listening to that. I remember there was financial peace at our church years ago, and we knew very little about it then, uh, didn't participate, just heard people talk about envelopes and stuff like that. And then as it uh, you know, continued to be on our hearts and as yeah. we learned more about it, then we were like, well, this is the plan for us. What do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is?
5: Communication and um, prayer, honestly. I mean, yep. anytime something came into our house that was extra, we would talk and we would pray about how we wanted to tithe first, and and then we continued. Um,
0: how many squares is it? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. um, yeah.
5: And then, of course, the boys. I yeah. mean, there's something in your family, whether it's kids or each other or just yourself, like you deserve. To live like you've never lived before, and so use that as motivation.
0: In your case, changing your family tree. Yeah. Yeah. Well done, yeah. All right, let's bring the boys up and introduce them. Uh, What are their names and ages?
5: This is Grady, Mm -hmm. he is 10, Mm -hmm. and this is Cohen, Mm -hmm. and he is 8.
0: Cohen and Grady. Very cool. Very cool. We've got a copy of Baby Step's Millionaires for you, our latest number one bestseller around here. How Ordinary People Built Extraordinary Wealth. How you can too. You're almost there. Millionaire status. So you will see pictures of yourself in here, at least statistically. Very well done, and because you're exactly you. what this book is about. Also, Total Money Makeover, for you to give away and help someone else that's inspired by your journey when they hear about you and Financial Peace University. If you never took it, you can take it now. It's the brand new videos, the best version of Financial Peace University we've ever done. Uh, this is a one-year membership, so we'll give you that as well, or you can give it away, whatever you want to do with it. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank We're so, so glad much. you're Thank here. You. Congratulations, you're you guys. Proud of you. Thanks. <laughs> Very good <laughs> stuff. Thanks for coming all the way to Nashville yeah. to celebrate with us. We love, as I said, we love Grand Rapids people in that area. It's an absolutely incredible area. And uh, we've had a, a wonderful uh, decades-long relationship with that community. So yeah. very, very cool. All right. It's Adam and Laney, Grady and Cohen from <laughs> Hutton, Hudsonville, Michigan. 141000 paid off in 30 months. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream.
4: All right. You guys ready? Three, <laughs> two,
0: two, one. one. What the free! free? Yeah! That's how it's done. You want to know what that sound was? That was the sound of a family tree changing right there. You always wondered what it sounded like, didn't you? That's it. This is the Ramsey show. Coleman Ramsey, personality number one best-selling author, is my co-host today. Big announcement, are you ready? Our Wealth Building Live, Building Wealth Live event tour is completely blowing up. We sold out Phoenix for September 13th. Sacramento, Minneapolis, San Antonio are all in the 90% sold-out bracket, so that means a handful of tickets. Are available for those cities do not wait if you're sitting around thinking about joining us don't wait it's gonna be me and Ken Coleman sitting to my right dr. John Deloney George Camel Rachel Cruz we're gonna be there talking to you guys about building wealth in this current environment how do you analyze what's going on in the marketplace in the culture in the economy and still put yourself in a position to move forward Again, Phoenix, September the 13th, sold out. Sacramento, November the 1st. Minneapolis, November the 10th. San Antonio, November the 15th. Passes start at $25. You can get a four-pack starting at $60. Go to RamseySolutions.com slash events. Get your seats. These are going to be gone in just a matter of days or maybe a week or two, something like that. Oh, and we're going to help you out. We have not been able to secure any more venues in any of the other cities, but we did secure September the 12th in Phoenix, so we are opening up a new night in Phoenix. If you missed out on the first night, September the 12th added now. That is a Monday, and we would love to have you. So brand new. It is obviously not sold out. It goes on sale today. So uh, that's pretty cool. Phoenix is on fire for Ramsey stuff.
2: Yeah, two nights in a row. We love that market. Uh, so listen, bring friends, family. If you can't get it on the thirteenth, we got another night. And you might like it so much on Monday night, you just, you know, what I mean, you're just going to come back. So you're just like, I'm anticipating it's going to be so great. I'm going to come to. No,
0: us. Monday night's the new one. Oh, no, I know. Tuesday's sold silly. out. You I'm can't get in Tuesday. I know. Tuesday, but if you gone. already bought your Tuesday ticket, don't create a security problem, Coleman. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> folks. He doesn't
2: like the off-script jokes. It doesn't work. It well, just doesn't if they, work. Well, if
0: they cause our security guys problems, yeah, no. I, 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 that is it's true. On, it's going to be fun, though. It, you know, these events have all
2: been electric.
0: A lot of people coming Man, early. And every event we've been to, We're Dave, doing book signings. We're taking yes. pictures. We're hanging out with you guys. And, hey, we're so excited just to be doing these things.
2: Again. Yeah, we're just happy to be somewhere besides Nashville.
0: Uh, we love Nashville, too. But, oh, my gosh, being able to travel on to oh, these events in your city. It's our favorite thing to do as personalities. So, again, Sacramento, Minneapolis, San Antonio, just a handful of tickets left. Phoenix, September 13th, sold out today, adding a new one. This one probably won't last a month. Uh, so September 12th, you know, take a cue from the fact the other one is gone and get your tickets, Phoenix. You can, you can now get in on that brand new date at RamseySolutions.com. Our question of the day comes from Blinds.com. Find out for yourself why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer. Custom window coverings with free samples, free shipping, and new promos all the time. To get the best deal on the promo, always use the magic word. It is magic. Ramsey. We love Blinds.com. They love us. We love their customers. They're you. This is The Ramsey Show. All right, Kim, what do we got? Today's question
2: is from Scott in Michigan. I have uh, now been leading FPU for several years, so I'm well-versed on what the Ramsey plan is for a ton of life situations. I now face a dilemma uh, in my attempt to further my career, I have a lot of big banks, mortgage companies, and other such financial institutions at which I could work. I'm wondering: is there a motive, Excuse me, a moral or ethical issue uh, with going to work for one of these institutions, since they make their money by selling debt? I'm in IT, so I wouldn't have any direct involvement in the business side, but it still seems like it would be a conflict of principle. What are your thoughts? Well, Scott, in some ways, you answer your own question here because while it is in fact a dilemma because of what you believe. How you live your life and how you're teaching others the Ramsey way. Uh, This is a dilemma, but it is not a moral, ethical issue, period end of end of sentence. There's nothing, you're not breaking the law. Uh, you are not doing anything that would even be considered a gray area from an ethical standpoint. However, this is a principle issue and so you've got principle on one side and uh, you've got a legitimate way to work. You're in IT and you can make really good money and do very well there but this is not an ethical issue. It is a principle issue and that's a difference and so you've got to be able to live with you.
0: Now, there's... No, no, white let me give you an example of what I do on that, Okay. I endorse community banks. Sure. And credit unions in a lot of cities. Right. A lot of local radio stations sell ads with my voice that I endorse, and I do believe in them. Yeah. In community banks. And Churchill
2: banks. Mortgage, a mortgage company. And I company. endorse
0: Churchill Mortgage, and Mike Hardwick, owns owns Churchill, is one of my best friends. Yep. And uh, so, now, what's the difference? I wouldn't endorse Bank of America for mm-hmm. any amount of money. hmm I would feel dirty. Mm-hmm. So the, the way I answer the question is, would I send someone there that I care about? Because I'm getting ready to send my listeners there, you guys out there. And if I, if I would not send someone I care about there, then I don't need to send anybody there. That's hypocritical. Would I do IT work? Do you feel dirty when you get home because of the way that business is conducted, who they are, how they do business, the type of products they put out the door? So there's various kinds of debt products. There's various kinds of banks. Uh, there are banks like Bank of America where you're a number all they see you as an opportunity to loan you money so fi all their all their soft peddling uh, nurturing bullcrap at marketing is all about just trying to make you feel better about them trying to sell you debt yeah and so I couldn't work for them I couldn't I certainly wouldn't endorse them obviously uh, you know jp Ch- morgan chase i'm not endorsing any. so i don't endorse any big banks but i do endorse small banks and i tell people not to borrow money and, sure. I, and that where? Well, you have a checking account there you have some other things there you could work in the mortgage business we tell people not to take out a mortgage unless it's more than a 15 year and if you got the money to pay cash pay cash and churchill mortgage goes along with that so we endorse churchill mortgage right and have for 25 years so i think you're fine uh where what it amounts to is is are you being hypocritical yes and and the way you answer that is would I send would I send my best friend yeah, there?
2: I really like that. That's the slime ball test.
0: Yeah. You know, if they're not a slime ball, then there's there's no issue. You're yeah. fine. Go do good IT work. If the, you know I'm not working for a payday lender. Mm-hmm. They're taking advantage of the poor. Period. And they're not going to be on any on this show. You know, ever as long as I'm breathing. You know, and that kind of thing. So that that's you know. But that that's uh. You you, you just you're right. It's morals, ethics. And hypocrisy, and it is kind of a gradient all the way to principles. Mm-hmm. It is kind of a gradient there. Um, you know, if you work at Pizza Hut and they take Visa, yeah, you know are that you, doesn't are you, mean
2: that you're for credit cards.
0: And you're waiting tables. Are, are you? violating your financial peace uh when you raised your right hand and said i promise to never do debt and never do credit cards as long as i shall live or whatever the boy scouts honor thing is right that's right and so you know that kind of thing hold three fingers together put them up in the air all that kind of stuff right so but i don't borrow money and so and i teach people this stuff so if i took credit cards that would be super bad right that would be inconsistent I remember I went to, a, when I first started this, I went to a get out of debt seminar this guy had, and he sold a ton of books on credit cards at the back table during the break. Yeah. And I'm like, this is so inconsistent. That's correct. <laughs> and so, but uh, we take debit cards here, and uh, we tell you not to use your credit card. You know, it's hypocritical. We do not need your money if you're borrowing money to buy our stuff. Do not borrow money to buy our stuff. That's ridiculous. It's, you know, the stuff's at the library, and you can listen on for, for free on YouTube and on this show on your local radio station. So don't go borrow money to do it. If you want to enhance the process and you have the money by buying a book or going to Financial Peace University or using Ken's uh, assessment or reading one of his books to enhance the process to get a, uh, a thing, but you don't need to go in debt to get a job. No,
2: no, not at all. And, and, and so this comes down to, again, what do I believe is right for me versus right and wrong?
0: Yeah, if that's the you got to. If, dis- if I'm hardcore financial peace university and I own a restaurant, is it bad for me to take credit cards? I don't think so. No, not at all. But if you're if you're me and you make your living doing this, that because I tell people, mm-hmm. and then if I did, that would be that would be backward, you know. So um, it's now. If you believe you're bringing harm to someone, and you're doing that intentionally, you will, in any business or in any position in any business, if you believe you're participating in that company doing bad things or something that's bad for people, then you're gonna have a hard time succeeding at that. It's uh, it, because your your brain it's called cognitive dissonance. Your brain works against itself. So don't try to do that. I don't care how much money you make, doing scummy things doesn't pay off psychologically in the long run. That's what it comes down to. It's a great question. What a great heart he's got. Good stuff. Ken Coleman, thanks for joining me this hour. Good Thank show. You. That puts this hour of the Ramsey Show in the books.